Good morning. Today we're going to learn Bezrat Hashem Daf Chaf Beis in Maseches Chagiga. Happy Rosh Chodesh Adar Beis, everyone. Here we go. Barry, you ready? Okay, 11 lines down. Chaf Beis Amadalf. That's our Rosh Chodesh stick. Wow, Rosh Chodesh Adar. Wow. V'nahafochu. Okay, uh, don't get excited. I don't think we're going to get past Chaf Beis, but 11 lines down. V'azda Ravalatame. What were we talking about? Well, do you remember that we had machlokas between Rava and Rabbi Ilah? Rabbi Ilah had said that our Mishnah, again, just to orient ourselves, our parak began yesterday with the stringencies that Kodesh has over Truma. And Rabbi Ilah had two different, um, so Yezdi thought that there was 10 stringencies. Rava thought that there were 11 because he thought that there was an additional concept introduced. Not that of Chatzitza, but rather that of what? Dunking Kalim with Kalim inside of those Kalim. Can you, for Kodesh, can you take a Kli and purify it by dunking it in a mikvah, right? Take, let's say, forks and purify those forks by dunking them in a mikvah inside of a strainer, okay? That everybody agrees you could do, as we will see. And that's what we always do in the Kalim mikvah. However, when it comes to, uh, but maybe not for Kodesh, that was the Machlokas. However, the, what Rav introduced, he thought that our mission was talking about a different case. A case where we call it the Snapple bottle versus the two liter bottle. What's the difference? Snapple bottle has a big enough opening uh, that you could stick two fingers in and rotate them. It's a wider opening. That's what we call a Snapple bottle. As opposed to a two liter bottle, the opening is narrower and you cannot stick two fingers in and rotate, and therefore we'll call that the narrower opening. That vessel, okay, were you to put, let's say, needles, right? You probably can't even fit a fork in there, but let's say you put in some needles or whatever, because in those days they used needles a lot, and you wanted to purify them because they were handled by, let's say, uh, a Zav or a woman that was tummy. Anyway, you're looking to be tummy them, you stick those in the bottle, they essentially create its own little mikvah inside the bottle. That mikvah does not have the requisite 40 saw, and therefore that tevila would be no good. So says the Gemara, Because Rava himself said, right, that if you filled a basket or a large strainer, so this would be a Snapple bottle, if it's very, very big, and you dunked it in the mikvah, then everything, the kalim will be tahar. However, in addition to that, oh, good morning. I, we waited for you. Not really. I mean, I didn't realize. You know, usually when Tzvi is here, he's a coin, so he, he sometimes comes before you. Okay, so Tzvi, we're, we're 12 lines down on Chafezim and Aleph. A lot of what we're going to say today is going to apply to him because we're going to talk about Truma again. And be that as it may, Rav agrees with himself that if you fill right, a full basket with kalim and you're tovalet, you're tahar. However, uh, a side point here that if you put such a strainer in a mikvah, then that mikvah is no good. That's what the Gemara means when it says, Atovah shamlo also lo tvila. If you do tvila in it, it's as if you weren't tovalet in it, which is to say, it's not a kosher mikvah. Now, why isn't it a kosher mikvah? Let's see, Rashi. Lo also lo tvila, shasan kishte mikvahs. In other words, you put in a strainer. So you have little holes in the strainer. 
you have a mikvah and you have the strainer, you would think, why, why would it be bad? In other words, if you took such a strainer, right, and you put kalim in it, so let's say you had it like an actual spaghetti strainer, and you put the kalim in it and you went to the kalim mikvah, it would work. So why, if you used, instead of, let's say, a strainer bowl, you had like a strainer that was, looked like a board, right? And if you bisected uh, the mikvah with such a strainer board, why would that not work, right? Good morning. So the answer is, if a mikvah is kosher, I'll say it outside first, then we'll read it inside. If a mikvah is already 40 saw, right? And let's say you have a full 40 saw mikvah that's not bisected. And then next to it, you have another mikvah of let's say 20 saw that comes off of that mikvah, right? Similar to the mikvahs we had before. Or you had, let's say, the slope of a hill with a 40 saw mikvah with two 20 saw mikvah connected to it. As long as the aperture there is, is wide enough, then we say that the 20 saw mikvah could be used as a kela mikvah. Again, because they're piggybacking on the one kosher mikvah. The case here, as we will see, is a case where you don't even have one kosher non-bisected mikvah because you took that one 40 saw mikvah and you bisected it with a strainer. So there, you actually are going to make the mikvah puzzle. But again, so if you had a 40 saw mikvah, you could have a strainer at the end of it and get another mikvah off of that. But you need at least one kosher uninterrupted mikvah, right? So again, if you're taking a strainer bowl into a kosher right, uninterrupted 40 saw mikvah, that would work. But if you took that mikvah and you bisected it with a strainer type apparatus, that would actually puzzle the mikvah. That's what's going on here. That was complicated to figure out, but that's what's going on. So again, I'm a Rava. What does Rava say? Okay, we are 11 lines down on Chav Be'ez Amad Aleph. Yeah, we're on the ball today. That's Vinaf Fochu. Other happy other Be'ez. Rosh Chodesh other Be'ez, Goranowitz. So the Amar Rava Salvegur is to Shemil and Kalim Vitzman Torn. Again, I'm reading it again. Mikvah Shechil Kubis Salvegur Kurs. Yeah, Tovah Shem So there you go. You can use the strainer, and it would be kosher, but you cannot bisect the mikvah with such a apparatus that has the holes in it. Why? Says the Gemara, The entire ground has holes in it, so to speak. It's porous. So now that we've said it outside, we understand what it means. In other words, right, the connection um, has to be in order, right, it has to be without the small holes. Right? Um, now, what's interesting is, it's just an interesting idea. Uh, we, we're saying that, why is this consistent with what Rava said before? The reason it's consistent with what Rava said before is because had the holes in the strainer, in the case that puzzles the mikvah, the case where you're putting in the, the strainer as like a board in the middle, if the holes in that strainer were larger than the opening of a Snapple bottle, then in fact you wouldn't even be considered bisecting the mikvah. That would actually be kosher. That would be okay because the holes would be wide enough. That's how I understand it. Anyway, complicated statement, but we're going to qualify it as follows. Says the Gemara, All of this, ironically, would only be a problem for a klitar. In other words, that, that, that last statement is now going to be taking it back to the Snapple bottle. The Snapple bottle, everything inside is kosher because the opening is wider. The, the two liter bottle, everything inside it is not 
is not going to be considered tahor because the opening is too small. But that's only when the outer vessel is tahor, and therefore it doesn't require to be right dunked in the mikvah. Ironically, a klitar is worse because that means that the bottle, we'll call it, is only a vessel that is used to bring the forks into the mikvah, right? However, if the bottle itself needed to be toiveled, then since we have to say, let's say you didn't have any needles in here, you didn't have any little utensils that you're toveling. All you're toveling is the bottle, right? So you have a metallic, right, two liter bottle with a, with a narrow opening that became tame and you need to kosher it. So you put it in the mikvah, would that work? Of course it would work, right? I mean, why is it any different uh, than, than, any other, than any other kli? It's just a kli with a small opening, but that's okay. It's tame. You dunk it in the mikvah and it's tar. Ah, so here you go. Let's say you took a tame, right, kli with a small opening and you had, and, and you dunked it, it would be tar, it would become tar. So if you did that and you had the needles in it and you dunked it, then everything would become tar. Because at that point, if the kli is tar, then it's just a receptacle with which to lower these needles into the mikvah and then it forms a chatzitza because it's tahor, ironically. But if it's tameh, then it's not a chatzitza because then it's like as if you're dunking everything together. It's not its own mikvah because it itself is being dunked for the purposes of becoming tahor. Right? Since you're doing tvila for the entire kli anyway, it's also going to be effective for the kalim that are inside it, like the needles that are inside it. Which is, which is amazing, right? If it's good enough for the goose, it's good enough for the gander. The tevila is good enough for the bottle. So what are you going to do? You're going to split it up. You're going to say that the bottle was dunked in a mikvah, but the, but that which, but its contents were not. That doesn't make any sense. And therefore, that is the fascinating halacha that we learn actually in the Mishnah. It's none. There's the Mishnah that teaches us this. Really, um, we point out that it's not really Mishnah. This is going to sound a lot like the second Mishnah, the sixth parak of mikvahs. But in this particular case, it's kind of really like the Brisa version of it. But be that as it may, uh, the, the Brisa or the Mishnah says the following. Kalim shemilan, kalim bilan, right? If you took kalim and you put kalim inside it and you dunked it, everything becomes tar. Beam lo taval, but, and we'll see that we don't know what this means. That's why we know it's a Brisa because it's a little bit unedited here. Beam lo taval sounds like if you didn't dunk it, my ravim, then the water in the outer vessel that are mixed, right, with the water of the, of the mikvah, right, they're not going to purify what's inside, until they have, they are mingled, what we call shoferes anod, is the wider, what they call a skin bottle, we call a snapple bottle, right, that it's not going to work until it's wider. But now, the Gemara is going to explain that cryptic statement in the Bible, it says follows, it says the Gemara, my kamarivim lo tava, wait, what does it mean if he didn't dunk it in the mikvah? So it says the Gemara, Hachi Kamar. It actually means the exact opposite of how it sounds. It means, There it is. Not if he didn't dunk it. It means if it doesn't need to be dunked, which is to say, if the outer vessel is tahor, then then it doesn't work unless the aperture is going to be as wide as a Snapple bottle. And again, Explaining it again, what that Mishnah is saying is what we were saying until now. A fascinating idea. If, right, again, what it means is 
It means if the kli is tahor, then the only way it's you're going to be able to get the needles inside to be tahor is if the opening is as wide as a snapple bottle of water. Then it's going to be considered as if the water are coming in and the opening is wide enough that it's all part of the mikvah and the needles inside can become tar. However, if the kli, that's only if the kli itself is tar, but if the kli itself is tummy and requires tevila, then it wouldn't matter how big the opening is. You could dunk it with all the needles inside it and everything becomes tahor together. Good. So now the Gemara says, right? This is all, this was all the machlokas, about whether the, that case in our Mishnah was referring to the Tevila issue of the Snapple bottle versus the two-liter bottle. And the Gemara now points out that that's the Machlokas Tanaim. That Rabbi and Rabbi La, the Yamaraim, were actually reflecting a Machlokas Tanaim, Tanaihi. The Tanya, because we learned in the Bryce as follows. Salvigargusni, Shemilan Kinlebit Bilan. If you had a basket or a large strainer, and you put forks in it to put in the Kinlemikvah, Bain la Kodesh, Bain la Truma, Tahorin. That it's going to be good enough, that Tevila is going to be good enough, whether it's for Kodesh or whether it's for Truma. That is fascinating because that sounds like, right, because we said in our Mishnah, what was the topic of our Mishnah? The difference between Kodesh and Truma, right? So the Tanakama here holds that this is not an issue, that you could fill a basket of strainer for Kodesh or, or, or Truma. Whereas Abba Shaul Omer Lestruma, yes, Avalola Kodesh. Sounds like Abba Shaul thinks that there is a stringency here. Can you use, right, a, a strainer, right, with Kalim in it uh, for being Metaher Kodesh? Sounds like Tanakam says you, you can, and Abba Shaul says you cannot. So now the Gemara says, wait a second, wait a second. We're here talking about a big Kli. And now the Gemara wants to know why Abba Shaul thinks with a big kli that there's a difference between Truma and Kodesh. Right? We haven't seen that yet, right? Because the case of Rava was the case of where you had a small opening. And that was the issue that he was saying in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Truma Nami. If we're talking about, you know, the, if the concept is that you simply cannot dunk a kli inside a kli, so then that would be true of both Truma and Kodesh. So the Gemara answers, Lamakam Rinan. What case are we talking about? Chaverim. We're talking about Chaverim. What is Rashi saying? It says, This idea of, really, I should read it all inside. It's this idea of saying that you cannot ever dunk a Kli inside a Kli. Aha. What are we talking about? Two things. Number one, you have to know the shear of the Snapple bottle versus the liter bottle. And the other thing you have to know is um, this idea of gravity. I'll explain it uh, again outside. What's Chaverim versus Amaretz? Well, today we're actually going to get very deep into that. And sure enough, Goranowitz, we are going to have a delicious Goranowitz Musser moment. And we're going to tease out of this mikvah issue something that is actually very relevant, I think, to kashras, uh, to kashras policies of today. You know, in Israel, we have this thing called Rabbanut, right? 
And if you go and you buy in, in uh, let's say, a supermarket, or you go to restaurants, there are a large number of places that will sell Rabbanut uh, products, right? Now, the Rabbanut products... Ha, ha, ha. They're not selling rabbis. They're selling products that have, there's like what's called a regular heksher. You don't really have this here. We, we are living right now in Baltimore where we all experience the gula very soon. But in Baltimore, we have the star K, uh, right? So in America, we have the star K, the OU, and they don't have levels. They don't stay like, you know, kosher light. You know, there's no such thing as OUL, like, you know, or star K for dummies. You know what I mean? Like we don't say... Uh, this is kosher light. There's no such hechsher in America as, yeah, this is good enough for you if you don't care that much. We don't really have that, those gradations within the star K and the OU. But in Israel, they do. They really do. They have mahadrin and they have regular. Are you a mahadrin guy or are you a regular guy? It's like hard kosher. It's like hard kosher? Yeah. It's like badatz. Badatz versus rabbanut. Badatz is based in Sedek. Do you eat Badatz? That means you're on a higher level of stringency. Or do you have Rabbanut? Now, why would they do that? So the reason they do that, and this is going to be very relevant to our Gemara, the reason they do that is because, well, I don't want to speak for them, but my understanding is that you have a lot of people. We'll call them Ame Aretz, but we're going to, call, we're going to use the word Amha Aretz now, not in a derogatory connotation, but just a connotation of, you know what? The general population. Not everybody's sitting in yeshiva, right? They're the general population. And, you know, there are a lot of... I, I think of one of my favorite people in all of Israel. One of my best friends in Israel was Mati the cab driver. Moti Kakon. He is of uh, uh, Moroccan descent. And he's very, very traditional. The things that he's traditional about, he's going to be more makbid than any from person, right? Tradition is king with the family. And that's what you do. So what does traditional mean? So it means he may not, I, I, he doesn't open a, a Mishnah Brura and he doesn't follow necessarily uh, every single dikduk halacha uh, in that way. He's not aware of a lot of those halachas, but he's very, very traditional, the kibbut aim, certain aspects of yuntiv. So for example, he, his uniform is sneakers, jeans, and a black t-shirt during the week when he drives the cab. And... His uniform on Shabbos is sneakers, jeans, and a pressed white shirt. And he has a lot of kavod when he goes to shul, right? And he doesn't typically wear a yarmulke, but if he goes to shul, he has a lot of kavod and he wears a yarmulke like that. A traditional Sephardi Israeli Jew. Okay. Now, and he has tremendous kavod at Torah. He has his rav that he respects and all of that. Now, there's also Mayor Arnold. He's a Kohen who lives in Ramapi Chemish. And he's a tzaddik yesod olam, okay? He is, and, and we're using him as an example because he, he, he would eat truma, bimhera b'aminu, okay? And he knows every dikta kalacha that there is, and he also has, happens to be a gadol b'nadam l'makam and b'nadam l'chavera. Okay, so what, why are we saying all this? So, because we're going to get into the difference between a chaver and amaretz. So I'm going to use an example of a chaver, a tremendous mensch and tamar chacham is going to be Mayor Arnold, the kohen, chaver, and the Amaretz, in this case, and I'm saying it in a good way, just a traditional, incredible Yid, Mati, the cab driver. Okay. So what's the Gemara saying? Leman Kamrinan. So we say like this. You must mean to say that we're talking about Chaverim. That Chaverim can split the difference between Truma 
and Kodesh. Why? Because Chaver made a Yadi. What is Rashi saying? Well, we already know more about Tvila for having learned yesterday's daf than most people. So, at least with regards to that, we're Chaver Mai. Because when we go to the Kela Mikvah, we already learned the concept of how wide the bottle could be, right? We also already learned the concept, right, the, the opening of the bottle could be. We also learned the concept of gravity, right? That we are concerned, that's earlier yesterday, that if you put a bunch of kalim in a strainer and you move them around, you want to make sure they don't stick to the bottom of the cleave. So we know about these considerations. Mati doesn't know about those considerations necessarily. And therefore, we're going to be more careful. Okay, and why does that matter? So, so because if you're knowledgeable about immersion, you don't need to make those extra rules for truma. In other words, as we've already seen, you're doing a lot of extra dunking always for Kodesh, right? Even if you already dunked, dunk again, right? All the different examples. If you have a new Kli that was created in complete purity, you still, before you use it for Kodesh, you dunk it again. So to have the extra dunkings for the Kodesh doesn't surprise us at all, right? But for Truma, if you have a Chaver, Abishol is saying, you don't need to be at doing these extra dunking because the Chaver knows how to handle his Kela Mikvah. And he knows how to, how to work his way around a Kela Mikvah. And therefore, that's what the Gemara is saying. Chaverim made the Yadi. Chaverim know how to operate in a Kela Mikvah. And therefore, they don't need to be as stringent for Truma. Well, if they really know what they're doing in the Kela Mikvah, so then why are we asking them to dunk? Uh, why are we making these Chumras for them in the Kela Mikvah? Uh, for Kodesh also. So I would have answered, well, because Kodesh were always dunking extra. But the Gemara says, no. The Gemara says, It's like almost a Maris Ayn issue, right? The Mati, the cab driver, is going to see that, what? That Mayor Arnold, the Kohen, the Chaver, is in the Kalim Mikvah, and he sees him handling the Kodesh, and he's immersing the vessels in the Kodesh, and he's going to think, that you could do a kli, betoch kli, for everything. So we don't want the Amaharis to get the wrong idea. And therefore, for Kodesh, we're going to say that even Mayor Arnold can't be tovel kli, betoch kli. So then the Gemara asks the obvious question. If what we're concerned about is Maris Ayn, so then Truma Nami Chazalei Amaharis Ve'azal Matbil. Well, why does it matter then whether Mayor is toveling Kodesh or toveling Truma? If, if, if the idea is a Maris Ayn and it's a bad look, so then Mati doesn't know whether, whether uh, Mayor Arnold is toveling Truma or Kodesh. He just sees him to- going to the Kela Mikvah with a bunch of forks inside of a strainer and he therefore gets the idea that you could do that. So the Gemara says, no. Lo mekablinan minayim. Because there's no concern, right, that the, again, that the Chaver's dunking Kli Kli will result in the Kohen receiving Truma, that's Tame from an Amaretz, who imitated him, right? Because we don't accept truma from Amar Aretz. This is fundamental to the Mishnayos of those times, right? Again, Tuma and Tara was the name of the game. We think Kashrus game is big bucks and a big operation. That's small potatoes. It's nothing. Tuma and Tara was everything. And there was a policy that Mayor Arnold would, uh, would get truma, right? That's what Kohanim do. He's a coin and he would receive truma I'm sorry I'm leaving you out of this. The only reason I'm leaving you out of this, Tzvi Topper, a coin, is because we're in Baltimore. This, this has to be an Israel issue here, for now. Okay, so Mayor Arnold is going to receive Truma, right, but he never would receive from an Amma Aretz. So this is where it gets into the Quran with Muslim moment. You don't want to offend people 
But the, at the end of the day, any truma that you receive from the Amaretz, you have to assume is Tameh. And you cannot accept that. Oh. So that's the difference, that you're not going to accept truma from Amaretz. But guess what? Kachim, you do. Kohanim are doing that all the time, right? Who comes into the base of Mikdash? So everybody. So who comes to Shul, right? So truma is a daily life issue, right? Because you're eating truma every day as a Kohen at home. Kachim is more of a base, it's like Shul. Oh. So now, now we're seeing like sort of the contemporary analogy, right? That in, at home, Mayor Arnold doesn't have to accept his daily bread, right? He's not going to shop as the same Makolet as, as Mati, the cab driver, right? They're going to be in a different Makolet. He's going to go to Badat Makolet and he's going to buy the Tolher stuff that didn't have anything to do with the Amaritz. But guess what? In Shul, so to speak, in the base of Mikdash, where there's Kachim, there you have to accept everybody. So that's why you have to tovel everything and not have Maris Ayan when it comes to the Shul, and the policies in Shul are going to be different than the policies at home. That at home, right, you're not going to accept it from him anyway, but at Shul you will. So the Gemara asks... They took, this, they took everything seriously. Yeah, that's what... That's... Sunday here with the boys. Yeah. And, 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 and if a Cohen came in Tommy and he knew it, they went out and killed him. You know, it's Is funny you right? say that. We we have we have um uh yesterday you know Zev Pomerantz, Andrew? So he, he does he does I guess you call it Kirov. He's involved with Eights Chaim, I think it's called in short. He's involved with local Kirov. So uh, he, so he, he had Aptari and I come to this place. It was called Wine and Wisdom. I don't drink wine, Andrew. But some, but you know, but I like to hear wisdom. Right. So my wife drank wine and the wisdom. I had just the wisdom. And <laughs> the topic was, um, do, do, how much of a sense of humor should you have? So this is appropriate for Scottish other bays, right? And also, there is tremendous sorrow going on in the Ukraine. And right, the world is in a place right now that a lot of people are fearful. And so the question was, is it appropriate to have a sense of humor in times of tsar? And it brought up the idea of Purim and Sudas Purim and having a sense of humor, right, during tsar, what are the good and the bad aspects of it? So you brought that up. That is very appropriate for today indeed. Why? Why? why because um, it has to do with, with today. It's in, it's in Yonah de Yoma. And you were talking about, uh, and I think it also can relate in a way to our Gemara because... You are mixing, uh, just like you, we, in, in Yiddishkeit, we mix humor with, like, with, with seriousness. We also have to be sensitive and mix, um, being meticulous with mitzvahs and very, very serious, like you said, with also being very sensitive, uh, to others. So that's exactly the interplay here. Watch this. It says the Gemara, Kodesh Namiloni Kabul Meneu. Watch this. Barry, you're gonna, you're gonna not believe what I'm about to read to you. Okay, you're not being makabal the truma from Mati. So you shouldn't be makabal the, the Kaddish from him either in, in Shul, in the base of Mikdash, so to speak. Says the Gemara, Havaya lay, Havya lay Eva. Ah, oh, it's one thing to live in a different neighborhood than Mati. Because, right, because Mayor Arnold lives in the Haredi part of town, and he's a Haredi Israeli. Mati lives in Old Beit Shemesh, and he lives with his Hevra. So, so Mati will not be offended if Mayor shops in a different Makolot than him. That's kind of like understood, right? That's okay. So he shops in one place and, and Mayor shops in a place where the Truma's Badats. But 
with Kodesh, Havale Eva. That would create a problem of Bein Adam Lechavera. Why? Because if Mati shows up to Shul with Kodesh and Meir doesn't accept it, so then that is just not nice. So in Kodesh, you have to accept it. So it's like Amara, Truma Nami Havale Eva. Maybe if, you, if Mati were to show up and give his Truma to Meir, that would also be a problem because Meir wouldn't accept it and that would offend Mati, the cab driver. So it's like Amara, Lo Ichbas Light. No. Mati doesn't care so much that Meir doesn't take his truma. Yeah, because Mati's not giving a truma to Mayor Arnold. He could give his truma to Yossi Cohen, the other cab driver, right? And he's got his own cab driver buddy that he gives his truma to. He doesn't need to go all the way to Ramapi Shemesh Aleph to give him his truma. And therefore, he's not offended by that. He's not offended that they travel in different circles. What offends him is that if he's going to put on his pressed white shirt, Mati the cab driver and go to shul, he wants his Kaddish to be accepted. But the truma, that's part of his daily life. That's how I'm explaining it. it says the Gemara, Uman Eva. Ah, and now it's going to bring it back to our idea. Who cares about Eva? What's this possibility of Eva? That's Rabbi That Tana is Rabbi who's concerned to Tanya, because learned about Rabbi Why are we always believed, right, that if, again, if Mati the cab driver were to show up in shul, Right, in the base of Mikdash. And he brings a vat of oil or a vat of wine. For what? The libations, right? Because we know that you can bring the, you use those for, for karbanos. So shouldn't we be concerned if Mati shows up with it that it's not tahar? And therefore, shouldn't we not use it? Says the Rabbi no. We can use the wine and the oil even though Mati cab driver is taking it out of his trunk. Why? It's a phrase, right? If Mati shows up with this oil and we tell him that is Tameh, he'll be so offended, he'll just make his own religion, so to speak. He'll make his own shul. Like, who needs you, right? He'll be offended. You're not accepting? I brought this oil. I brought this wine. In Achinami, he's not an expert in Tementara, right? There is some chash that maybe he wasn't as serious, but guess what? First of all, the things that Mati is serious about, he's more serious about it than any of us. And secondly, we are prioritizing the Benel Chavero. We do not want to offend him, and therefore we accept it. That is the Shash of Eva that Rabbi Yossi is reflected right in that price. Says of Papa, Amar of Papa. Who, according to who, do we also accept not just things of Truma, but also Edus, right? Uh, so who do we, uh, who, who do we hold like? Command Rabbi Yossi. So Papa explains that according to Rabbi we accept their stuff, their wine, their oil, their edus. We accept all these things from them. And again, as Rashi points out, this is the Machlokas in Psachim, the Rabbanan did not do that, right? They were concerned about facts on the ground, like is this going to be Tameh or not? But an amazing halacha, the Rabbi prioritized Bein Olam Chavero, right, over this Shash of Tumah in the base of Mikdash in order to not offend, right, the, uh, the, the Hamon Am. Wow, says the Gemara. However, mm-hmm. let's go back. Let's bring it back now to the, tr- to the dunking of the vessels. Are they cut down on all Oh, yeah. They are? Yeah, it's 6.15. 6.10? Oh, okay. okay. uh-huh. Whoa, okay. Six minutes. I, I should have known that. He announced it. Okay. So six minutes, we should be concerned about borrowing, right, for truma use. That's not. This is Machlokas. This is a uh, Mishnah in Adios. It says like this, Oh, wow. 
You have, let's say, something made out of earthenware. What's going on here? Tuma. Tuma travels, as we know. And it's airborne, as we know. How do you stop it? You could stop it with cheres, because cheres is not, earthenware is not makabal tuma. So you could stop airborne tuma if you have a hole. Let's say you have an, uh, a, a duplex apartment, and there's tuma, tumas mace, with tumas ohel, right, in the lower level, and just a small opening from the lower to the upper level. Put some earthenware in that opening, bang, you stop the tuma, you can move around in the upper level, okay? That's called klicheres matzilalakol. It protects everything, right? And it is impervious to tuma. That's divrei beisilo. However, beichama omrim, eino matzil ela laochlin bal mashkim, right? Ve'al klicheres. It protects only food, beverages, and other earthenware vessels. And, but, right, non-earthenware vessels, if you have, right, bless you, if you have, like, metallic, let's say, forks in the attic, those are going to become tummy. What's going on? What does that mean? Have you ever heard of such a thing where it's something's airborne? You ever heard of like a mask that it's going to block some things and not others? Why would it do so? So Amr Beit Shammai answered, Because don't forget, this earthenware vessel is tummy because of Ame Aretz. It actually, right, could be tummy. And the halacha is that a kli right, a kli tahor certainly does serve as a chasitza. But if a kli is itself tame, then it doesn't serve as a chasitza at all. So I'm going to Yeah, well, you said that that which is, in other words, if you're going to say that it's tame, then how are you metire the contents of the kli? So I'm going to as we turn to chavezam and it was only for the Amma Aretz that we say that it's Tahar. Aval Nitahar is Akli, Shitahar Sulachav and the Lo. But we're not going to this Bitmia. But are we going to be Matar, the Kli itself? The Kli itself is not a good idea because the Kli is going to end up being Tar for you, for him, and for you. What's going on? What's going on is as follows. Again, Rabbanut. In other words, the Rabbanut said the contents of this Kli are good for Mati the cab driver to eat. It's okay, right? Ah, uh, but, but we're not going to say that the kli itself is tahar. Why? Because in those days, it was very customary to borrow kalim. You were never going to borrow food from Mati because he eats rabanut, which is okay for him. But the kli, you do borrow from Mati. So that's why they said, the kli, don't be so fast to borrow it because the kli needs to remain tahar. So we're going to let you know, the food inside, you're never going to eat. But the kli, you're going to borrow and you're going to have to dunk it before you use it. That's the point. So Tanya, we learned the Bryce on Yeshua. I'm ashamed of your words, Beit Shammai. He says, is it possible that a woman is going to be needing dough in an attic and Isha Vareva Tameim Shiva? And let's say the woman and everything, everything is Tame, right? They're doing everything Betuma, Uvatsek Tahar. And what? You're going to say that the dough is Tahar? In other words, it's an analogy to have a Tame Kli and say that the food is kosher, right? So to speak. That would be like saying, that everything is tame, but the but the dough is tahar. How does that work? So he says, Logan Mali Mashkin, Tame Tuma Shiva Mashkin Taharim, or flasks. Everything is tame on the outside, and the contents are tar. So nitpalo tamid echad tamid beit shamai. 
a certain Talmud of Beit Shammai, right, engage Rabbi Yeshua in this conversation, and Amar lo, Omer lo, Talmud of Beit Shammai, I'll explain to you what Shammai means. Amar lo, Amar, he says, okay, Zog, so Amar lo, Kli Tamei Chotzitz, Oyen Chotzitz, I'll walk you through it. Is it Kli Tamei Chotzitz or not? So everybody knows it's not, because it's Tamei. It says, yeah, it does, it's not chotzitz. Okay. And klishalam aritz, tame atar. And the klishalam amaritz, do we treat it as tame atar? So amalo tame. He said, it's considered tame. Good. So he says, so vi matamalo tame. But if you told Mati the cab driver that it's kalem or tame, klumashkiach alecha, he's, no, he's going to be offended. Velo od, elashimata omalo tame, omalachat shalita harvishalchatame. That's exactly what Mati would say. He's like, Right? That's exactly what it says. And that's why Beit Shammai did it. That's why he split the baby. Oh, he did it for what? And Rabbi Shua went to apologize to Beit Shammai at his kever. Because he was talking to his tummy. Right, just like that, which I didn't understand, seemed illogical. The contents would be right, tahar, while the outside is tame, and that was explained to me. Amru and as as we will see, he his whole life he he was fasting because he had doubted the sheet of Echamai. So we will continue here tomorrow. Katani Mihas, we have to start a little earlier. We're in, sort of towards the middle of Chavbezim and Bez. This idea of the amazing Ben Anum. The amazing, no, we start now, right? The amazing being Adam Lechavero of Beit Shammai that seeped in to the halacha, may we be zocha to be able to fulfill our potential, Ben Adam Makam and Ben Adam Lechavero, Bezos Hashem.